Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place. We got uh, Brad Whisker and uh, Brendan Escott back at the studio. This is Oilers Now. Edmonton and Winnipeg tonight preseason action. Uh, by my count, uh, the Jets will have eight of their players that will be on their team at the start of the year. In the lineup tonight, uh, the Oilers will have 14. None of the Jets' top 10 scores uh, from last season uh, will play. Uh, for the Oilers, McDavid and Dreisaitl's lines are both going. Clefbaum and Larson on D. Cam Talbot gets the start. Eric Comrie for the uh, Jets. Uh, this is Oilers now. And uh, every Thursday on Oilers now, we, I, I can't say who we got coming up, but we're going to be adding a pretty good guy next week. But it doesn't get much better than Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Hello, Louis. How you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm doing good today. How are you doing? Good. Uh, look, uh, we'll get to the Oilers game in a second here, Louis, and uh, some of the interesting storylines that have emerged. Did you happen to see the Max Domi incident with Aaron Ekblad last night? How did I know you were going to ask me about that today? I don't know. I figured that'd be right off the top of the show. You'd want to go into that. And for good reason. I understand why. I did see it. You know what? I did see it. I watched it a few times. And you know what? I got to tell you, I had a couple, I had mixed feelings about it when I initially saw it. Because my first, my instinctive thought process when I saw it was, how can a guy six foot four or six foot three, 216 pounds, not be ready in that situation when he got punched already a couple of times with the glove on. Obviously, Max Domi wanted to engage. But then I had to kind of stop myself. And maybe my, my wife gave me a little bit of reasoning into it as well, too. Um, but, but at the same time, the new NHL is different, Bob. We know that. We've talked about it. The old school guy came out in me, and I thought, you know what, Ekblad? You're in a vulnerable position there. You have to protect yourself at all times. You have to be ready. Get your stick up. Get your fists up. Push him away and and don't allow him to have that advantage in you. But then the other side of me says, you know what, Max Domi took a sucker punch at a guy that didn't want to fight. That's what the rules are in place for. That's why we have the instigator rule. That's why the game has changed, why they're trying to eliminate that. He punched a guy in the face that did not want to engage physically with him. He dropped his glove and gave him a pretty good one. I don't know where he hit him in the nose, jaw area, but he was bleeding pretty bad when he went off the ice. Yeah. 
There's no question he's going to get disciplined for it, and he should get disciplined for it. Um, but I have to admit, when I initially saw it, I said, you know what? Players today, for some reason, want to put themselves in vulnerable positions. They want to turn when they have the puck and somebody's coming to hit them. They want to shy away from the rough stuff in that sense and, and leave themselves vulnerable to a, a shot like that. And I'm still going to say, if I'm talking to my son, Jake, I'm going to say, listen, protect yourself at all times. Don't put yourself in positions where you're going to be able to get hurt. That's just the way I think. It's the way that I was brought up. And I still think it's the way the game should be played. But on the other side, Max Domi has to know better that he can't just drop a glove and give a right hand onto the chin, nose area of an unsuspecting player, really, who really didn't wow. want to fight him. And uh, that, that's just, I'm sorry, you just can't do that. You have to be ready, but at the same time, you have to also know that the opponent wants to engage with you as well. And it was obvious that Ekblad, even though he's the bigger guy, everybody can talk about that, he didn't want to engage Max Domi. And you know what? He has the right not to engage him. He's a 24-minute player. Max Domi's a 16-minute player. He's second on the team in ice time, Aaron Ekblad. If he wants to choose not to fight in that situation with a lead, he should have that right not to choose the fight. It's a new game, Bob. I know that people are going to be out there to see it one way, and they're going to see it the other way. But uh, I don't want guys going out there and just punching guys with the glove off in the face whenever they feel like it. That would be a catastrophe. And even in our day, if you sucker punch somebody, it was coming back your way. There's no question somebody was going to get you. All right. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. I find this very interesting uh, because, Louie, uh, you know, how many fights did you have in the National Hockey League? Uh, on a, What's what's listed there in HockeyFights.com? Over 100? Uh, 150. 150. I don't know. So I probably had... In my 40, life, I don't, I don't know the exact number, but it's up there. It's a lot. Between, between playing, at, you know, beer league hockey with guys, and yes, 20 to 25 years ago, guys would fight in beer league hockey. I don't know if they do it anymore. Uh, occasionally yipping too much at an establishment somewhere. At least, you know, conservatively 30, like 30 times, you know, and, and 20 of which were not on the ice. Uh I, you know, and and I lost more than I won. I'm the first to admit to it. And there's been nervous times where I'm like, oh, I should, geez, now I got it right. But I, I've been in that situation, Louis, where I've had, and I remember one with you with Sandy McCarthy, where you went after him and he didn't even want to like, and you popped him pretty good, and then that was that. But I, I got to tell you, I'm I, I'm kind of leaning the way you were initially uh, thinking about it. Like I'm kind of looking at. Eckblad going, what the hell were you doing? Like, they were jostling a bit. You kind of have to defend yourself a bit, don't you? I, You know what? It's, uh... <laughs> Trust me, that was my initial... My initial, when I looked at that, I'm like, what were you thinking, kid? I mean, you're a monster of a player. He's strong as an ox. You know, just show that physical side, grab Domi and throw him around, and Domi's a tough customer. I'm not taking that away from anybody. I mean, listen, he's a, he's a pit boy. He's like his dad. He's a real good scrapper. He throws them. But at the same time, you have to have the ability to not fight when you don't want to, and that's what the rules are in place for. I'm not saying I like that, Bob. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I like the way the game's going in that regard. I think the game's as skilled as it's ever been. It's as fast as it's ever been. But, yes, it's a different type of player now in the National Hockey League. But that's the case. That's what it is. It's reality. So, again, I was the same way as you. When I first looked at this, I'm like, what are you doing? Why would you let a guy hit you like that when he'd already popped you twice? So it's not like it was a blatant sucker punch out of the blue. 
He jawed at him a couple times. He engaged him. He popped him a couple times with the glove on. And then he dropped his right hand and hit him with the right hand. Now, he had tons of time to either push away and skate away aggressively, like get out of the way. Like if you don't want to engage a guy, get away from him. Like really, like throw him away and skate away. Or make sure you're protecting yourself. And that was my initial thought. I'm like, you know what? He, he should have known better not to allow Domi to get that shot in there. But he didn't. And you know what? That's that's the nature of the game. And I, I don't want to victim shame Aaron Eckblad. I don't want I don't want to shame him in saying, you know right. what? Because you're the bigger guy, you should have to stand up for yourself and you should have to protect yourself. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just old school mentality. I'm as old school as anybody. I'm telling you, I, I sat here and I dissected this thing. And I had very mixed emotions when I first looked at it. I'm like, geez, man, what were you doing? Same as you, Bob. But then when I really boiled it down and I looked at it, he didn't want to fight. And you know okay. what? Maybe he's got a bad hand. Maybe he's not feeling well. Maybe, maybe he's, he's got, got concussion history, right? Which he maybe, does. Maybe he, which he does. He does have concussion right. history. So you know what? There's a ton of things that are there. It doesn't really matter the reason. He didn't want to fight. And it was very obvious. Now, it seems to me like linesmen jump in there. And I don't like jumping on the referees or the linesmen too much, to be honest with you. But it seems to me they can't help themselves but jump in when two guys want to scrap. But then when a guy doesn't want to scrap, where was everybody? I mean, this thing started in the corner. And by the time they got to the dot, the top of the circle, it was still going on. The fact that there wasn't somebody in the vicinity right there to jump into it is a little surprising to me. But you know what? I'm not again. I don't want to blame anybody for this. Max Domi has to be responsible for his actions. I know he's fired up. He's playing some games in Montreal. He wants to impress the fans. He wants to be that guy. He wants to be intense. And listen, that's the way he plays the game. But he's going to probably have to pay for this one. I don't know how steep it'll be. I don't know what type of a suspension, if there is one, it will be or fine. I think he'll get a couple games. I really do. I think they have to set a precedent with this uh, to let everybody in the league know that if somebody doesn't want to fight, you can't just punch him in the yap. And you know what? Whether you like it or not, I know there's a lot of people out there that still love to see the physical side of the game. That's the reality of it, and that's just the way it has to be. All right, Louie, you should see our text line right now. It's 630, 6.30. And I will tell you, and and I know what the demographic is for this show, okay? Yeah, but let's just let's just say we're into a brave new world because I'm going to read you about four or five quick ones from all yeah. over Alberta on this topic. G says, Bob, if Ekblad was to win that fight, he looks bad, beaten on a much smaller player, and if he loses, he's a wimp. It's preseason. Ekblad has had concussion problems and is the better player. Okay, that's a text that's coming yeah. in. This out of Red Deer. It's a hockey game. Ekblad's a very good skilled defenseman, the kind of player I want to watch. I'm glad he didn't get sucked into fighting. Domi should receive a significant suspension. Out of Wetaskiwin, Texter says, I'm going to go out the limb here and say that Don Cherry will stick up for his buddy's son and say Ekblad was in the wrong. That one comes to us from Blair. <laughs> this text from Rob in Sturgeon County. Bob, uh, Domi gets hacked er, and slashed. Domi turns on Ekblad six inches taller and lets him know he's not cool with the slash and the cross check right on the hip. Ekblad deserves what he got, and uh, the visor cut him, I think. That text comes to us from Rob. Uh, Dinger out of Edmonton says, Ekblad has concussion issues. Why waste it on Domi? This text out of Lloyd, you're getting a, a bit of a, a, a trend here, aren't you? Uh, 
Yeah. This text from Dave in St. Albert. The fact that Ekblad and Domi have history in uh, junior shouldn't give Ekblad the option, I don't want to fight. Live by the sword, die by the sword from St. Albert. There's a range. And and, liter- and I appreciate everybody for texting. So, Louie, when you played, like one guy that I didn't like, that, that and he was a good fighter and he had real quick hands, was Donald Brashear. Because I think Donald Brashear played to certain situations on the ice. Uh, but was there... Oh, yeah, he, he picked his spots. He got to a point where he... I guess he sometimes felt he was above it, but uh, you know what? I, the more I think about it, the more I look at it, Marty McSorley was the same way. He fought when he wanted to fight. You know, yeah. He picked the fight at the right time. He picked on the right players. And so did Brashear. Brashear would get you know, into the grill, the right players, the offensive-minded players, and he would uh, he would antagonize. And then when somebody like me came over tapping him on the shoulder, sometimes he would deny the fight. And... You know, that would obviously enrage the tough guys in the league, but that's what he was getting paid to do. And that's why he played a 1,000 games in the league. So there's a part of me that as much as I, at the time, didn't like it very much because I'm like, you're disrespectful to the, the tough guys, and, and eventually that's going to backfire on you, which it did. Um, you know what? That, that was the way he played the game, and he never really changed. Uh, here's the thing. I can understand why there's, a, why there's an array of people that are looking at this different ways because – I was the same way. When I first looked at this, at first I didn't think it was that much. Then I saw the right hand. He did catch him pretty good with it. The couple jabs with the glove on, I was like, you know what? That's a scrum. I mean, I'm not really too worried about that. They were facing each other. He gives him a couple pops, kind of jersey jabs, trying to get him to engage. He was trying to entice him to drop the gloves and fight him. Um, Ekblad obviously didn't want to. So after those couple of jabs, he should have known, okay, he obviously doesn't want to. He had done enough. So he kind of shown that. I'm not going to let you kind of give it to yeah. him in the corner, which he did. He didn't give it to him that bad, but he gave it to him. I mean, Ekblad's a physical player, and he's allowed to be a physical player and not have to fight. Just because you're physical, you shouldn't have to fight. But at the same time, there's a part of me that's like, listen, if, you're, if, if a guy is that wired and that aggressive, you should know better, especially having a history with him, yeah. that this guy isn't afraid to go over the edge. Again, I don't want to blame Ekblad for doing nothing because – that's just not the way it is anymore. Right. I'm not saying I like that. I actually don't like it. I wish the players would protect themselves a little better. I wish there was more of that jam in the game still, but it's not. And that's the reality of the game, like it or not. And I, I'm sorry, you just can't drop your gloves. And Let's change the tides here. Let's say, okay, that was, uh, you know, pick any other team and say it was, you know, Connor McDavid in a scrum and somebody dropped their right glove and gave him a shot right on the button and knocked him down. He was bleeding going to the penalty box. What would people think then? They would think that Milan Lucic better go grab that guy and beat the living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know well, what, exactly. Louie? Because if, bro- if you're working the broadcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're tapping in there to go down there and go to Hey, Louie, well, just fi- yeah. final question. I'd be reaching. Hey, reach the right hand over the boards, eh? You know, they, they come in to, through, the, through the ropes. But here's the thing. All I'm saying is perception, right? Yeah. It's a bigger guy, a smaller guy that hit him. So right away you're kind of like, why wasn't he protecting himself? But if it's a skilled player that doesn't want to fight, that plays on the edge, and he gets popped like that, I'm telling you, it would be an entirely different yes. feeling this morning. Yes, it would. So, I mean, yep. I understand the diversity of answers. I understand why people are so um, – it's one of those ones you toss up because I feel the same way. I'll tell you, I, I really battled with this last night when I watched it because I was on both sides. I, was, I saw it one way, but I also saw it the other way because I'm like, that's the way it is today, and the players know that. Final question, and just a 10-second response, Louie. How many times did you turn guys down for fights in the NHL? 
Only time I turned down guys for fights ever was when my coach told me not to fight. And even sometimes I still had to fight then because they were very persistent. Okay, let's switch focus. We got several storylines tonight. Uh, I want to start. Ryan McLeod has he's become. You know, this is a guy that fell in the draft. Louis, you worked the draft for Sportsnet. You knew where he was supposed to go. That he's been stellar for the Oilers through the two preseason games, the rookie tournament, even the scrimmage. You were there for the scrimmage. He was the best yep. player on the ice the first day at the scrimmage. Um, obviously, it's a surprise what Great. he's doing. Great to see. You know what? It's awesome to see a young kid come in, and, and especially the, the one asset that is, is his biggest strength is his skating. And you know what? That's what he can do. He can skate at the NHL level, which is saying something because the game has gotten the fastest it's ever been. And we've seen some, some players over the last few years dwindle and go, go away because they don't have that pace to their game. He does have that pace to his game. So good on him for coming in here and just and, and making a real – so a little bit of noise for himself. There's no question. I mean, the center position, he's got the speed. They're throwing him in there again tonight. I mean, this is kind of how a story gets developed and builds over camp, and you like to see that. Um, this is something that we've been waiting for, uh, for, for Oiler prospects to come in and really knock on the door and say, hey, maybe I am good enough to take a position right now. And, listen, there's still time left in the exhibition. I don't, I don't agree with a lot of people that, that say exhibition games don't mean anything because they certainly meant something to me every single time I went into training camp. I was trying to make a team, and the way I made that team were, was the way that I played in exhibition games. And I know there's players out there right now that they're playing their way into the next game. I heard you mention that in the broadcast the other night, Bob, and you're exactly right. You're playing to play the next game. And you know how that works? That could You could play yourself into the opening night roster. That's the way it works. So I do believe exhibition games do tell you something, and what it tells me is that there are guys that are separating themselves from the rest of the group, and that's what you love to see. Louie, one of the reasons why we love you is because you're willing to be self-deprecating, and so here's where I'm going to take you. So tonight, McLeod's playing with Kara and Poliarvi, so that is an opportunity. And what have you often said when – uh, guys got called up for the minors or even in preseason when it was a, a hot shot guy and he was playing with you, you were almost, you felt, so, you felt sorry for the I've apologized. I've apologized to many players over the years that they had to play with me on the fourth line because of their skill, skill set and my skill set. But, you know, the one thing I always tried to tell them was that, listen, you know, Danny Briere, Ralph Intranuva in Edmonton, it didn't, didn't matter. Trevor Latowski, I played with a lot of young guys that came up. And I was like, listen, I'll make sure that nobody touches you. You won't have to worry about what you do on the ice. Um, I've got your back. So that was the one thing that I could give them was a little bit of a security blanket to just go out there and play. And uh, you know what? For me, I always, uh, I always liked it to a certain extent because I knew that if I ever was in a good position, they were going to at least try and get me the puck because they were so skilled of players. I don't mind where he's playing tonight. Listen, he's, he's jumped around. He was on the kid line last night or two nights ago. Um, he's going to get an opportunity with some, some, some guys that are a little bit more elite, uh, a little bit more established. And, you know, I like Paulie Arby's game as well. So Kara's a big body. He's going to be able to give him a little bit of room. He's the fastest guy on the line, so use your speed. If I was, if I was going to say anything to him, go out there and use your speed. Make sure you're noticeable in that regard, and you've got a couple big guys that can open up some room for you, and don't be afraid to hold on to the puck. Louie, awesome stuff as always. We appreciate your time, and uh, Thursdays are going to get a lot of fun here. We can't quite say why, but it's going to get pretty good, Louie. It's going to be a good one-two punch. I know bunch. why, but I won't let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't, five years from now, I don't think we'll be able to say that either. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, thanks, Lou. Take care, big man. All right, it is 12.53. We'll take a time out. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.57 in Edmonton. Game night, the Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets. The Oilers with eight first-round picks in the lineup. The Jets with seven. Uh, the Oilers will have six players, 21 or under, in the lineup tonight. The Jets with five. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl's lines will both go. Some guests in the show received gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. We will tell you this, that uh, you want to know how good our trip to Sweden and Germany is going to be? It's uh, we got guys. We've got a couple of incredible stories uh, with people that are making the trip. Uh, it's going to be a kicker. It's completely sold out. Registrations now being accepted for Oilers Now road trips to Nashville and in Vegas. These packages include tickets, hotels, receptions, plus parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Register now for the Oilers Now road trips. Call New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, Leon Dreisaitl, Cam Moon, Kurt Hill. Still to come on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.